0: You've tuned in to Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. Because we love to judge who got caught, but you haven't got caught yet. We want grace for us, but we don't want it for anybody else that's not my message and you got that for free because there are a lot of us as far as Judas is concerned he became what he was not and a lot of us have triggers that God is trying to deal with us and change inside of us and if we're not careful we can become what we said we would never be that's why it's very important that you never say what you will not do because you don't know what you would do if you were in certain environments long time ago, uh, as it relates to this particular message, a long time ago, my car broke down uh, somewhere in New Circle Road. I don't remember where it was. My car broke down. I had one of those cars that, um, at that particular time, um, that I think someone had given it to me, I think, because um, we weren't able to afford two cars at that time. Um, and I remember um, that uh, the car broke down. I was putting uh, uh, <laughs> antifreeze in there, and you know, sometimes it got overheated, making sure that everything, y'all never had cars that you had to, you only had to know how far you could go before you had to stop and put some water in it, or all that type of stuff. Y'all don't know about any of that. Y'all got cars that you can just sit right here and it's starting right now for you. But we had one of those cars at that particular time that I had to, um, you know, it was on its tail end so it finally overheated while I was on New Circle Road. And uh, when it overheated, there was nothing I could do. Um, And I didn't have a AAA at that time because I couldn't even afford it. It's something about when you need something and you can't afford what you need trying to make myself humanize for those of you who feel like we don't ever struggle with things and I could not see how quiet a got because sometimes y'all don't think that we are human I'm a human being just like you and we were dealing with things and I couldn't you know and the, the interesting thing is I still believe God even though I didn't have stuff my praise was no less back then than it is now. But I just didn't have things, but I was doing what I had to do. And um, I was in the middle of New Circle Road. Cars were trying to pass me. They were blowing the horn at me, trying to get me to pass. And I was just sitting there saying, Lord, I can't move. Ain't nothing I can do. And I can't. I don't have AAA. I can't move. And, uh, so, but I had a cell phone. So I remember I called uh, Mama Joyce Snow. Um, who has gone on? And I remember calling her, and I said, "Hey, I don't even have a mechanic. I'm sitting here in the middle of uh, of the, the road and New Circle Road, and I don't know what to do with my car." And she said, "Well, can you get it over here?" I said, "Well, that means I got to get it towed, and I don't know if I got the money to get it towed." And it was all this stuff. And her, she was trying to get me to get to her husband, Mr. White L, who was going to fix it. So I had to call. Uh, at that time, we used to have a show called Phone a Friend. So I had to phone a friend, I called Guillaume, he didn't have AAA, but his parents did. Uh, so he called AAA and they came and towed my car um, over to Mr. Waddell's house. Um, and I don't even remember how I got from his house to where else, where else I was going, because I don't even know if the car even got fixed. I think that was the end of it. I think we had a funeral for not, not long after that, it was over, um, it, it rest in peace, but anyhow but it was good even though I didn't have what I needed according to what I could pay for. I did have what I needed as a friend. And sometimes you might not, and I say that because this message is about not just having the resources you need, but sometimes the people you need are people that you don't ask. And sometimes pride sets in and comes in and we look over things we are like well I'm just gonna sit here in the middle of New Circle Road and I'm not gonna call anybody because I don't want anybody to know I'm broke down but I want to say if you're broke ask for some help if you broke down you need help because somebody just say it out loud I need help all these people who want to walk around and you sitting at the dinner table and you don't want to say you're hungry if you are hungry say you're hungry uh, they used to say a closed mouth don't get fed And a lot of people are going through things in situational areas and having issues that are going on and don't want to say anything because you don't want anybody to judge you. Well, I judge you because you don't say anything. We won't know how to help you if you don't talk. Now for those of us uh, who are on fitness journeys and stuff like that, I don't know what I need to work on until i got a trainer. Sometimes I don't think he knows what I need to work on. I think he makes up stuff just to torture my life. <laughs> but there are people you need somebody who's been where you're trying to go or someone who has victory in that area that can help you. And someone just holler at right now, I need right now say I need some help. Say it again, I need some help. So this is what was happening in this particular scripture that after Jesus had gotten captured and they came into the garden of Gethsemane and they took him and it says they took him and they start making fun of him and they start saying, so you say you're the king of the Jews and you say all these different things and and it says if you read the scripture in your time, just I'm walking up to this particular text for today and it says that they were just making fun of him and mocking him because people called him a king and the Messiah and the Christ, the anointed one and it says that they took him in front of Herod and when he got in front of Herod he said now what is it that he's done and they said well he has basically um, when we ask him about taxes he said well what is on the denarii and they said well and on the denarii is an inscription to Caesar and he said render unto Caesar what is Caesar he said well that's not anything wrong he says he heals people on the Sabbath and he does all these different things and finally he said I can find no fault in him and finally they said well he's from Galilee he said oh this is not my jurisdiction we want to take him over to Pilate took him over to Pilate and Pilate was excited he wanted to see him because he was fascinated in Jesus' miracles he didn't, wasn't fascinated with Jesus but he was fascinated with his miracles but Jesus was not in the business of performing for people So when he brought Jesus before him, he was like, let me see one of your miracles because he was infatuated with Jesus. And Jesus didn't respond because it's important that you know yourself. When someone is trying to get you to perform for them, you don't need to respond to everything. That's a word for somebody. There's some things you don't need to respond to. Sometimes silence is a complete sentence. Sometimes it's good for you not to respond. Sometimes it's good to leave the email in draft before you push send sometimes it's good to put your text message leave it there sometimes what i do i'll tell you what i do just my secret sometimes i write a text and i'll put it in my notes and then i leave it there maybe for a few moments and then i edit it as i feel better and then i'll text it i'm like all right now i'm done with it that's what i meant to say that's exactly what i meant to say sometimes you can respond in emotion and that's not what you meant to say that's what you felt to say And it's good for you not to get trapped in performance because what what happens is once you say something, you can't take it back so jesus was very secure in himself and jesus did not respond and uh he said basically pilate was like well i can see no wrong in him so pilate sent him back to herod and here it is two men fighting over another man that's a whole nother subject a whole nother story for another day here it is herod and pilate are fighting over this man who's done nothing wrong neither of them can find any fault in him but it's interesting because a historian say that pilate and herod were enemies But according to this scripture, it says that the two enemies came together over a common interest. It's very important that those of you who are interested, you're so focused on your enemies, you need to find out about the alliances that are going on behind the scene. Because it's interesting on what people will come together to agree on about you. People don't like each other, but they have a common interest in destroying you, and they will come together to talk about you, even though they don't deal with each other. Herod and Pilate did not deal with each other, but they could come together for a common interest of Jesus. So he says, the text says, that here it is they brought, they said, well, he says to the people, he says, you know what, Jesus has done nothing wrong. I can find no fault in this man. I can find nothing that he's done, uh, but I can give you Barabbas, because Barabbas is someone who is guilty of all of the things that you're accusing of Jesus. Jesus has done nothing but Barabbas has done everything that you're accusing Jesus of. Jesus is at no fault. Jesus has done nothing but Barabbas is an insurrectionist. Barabbas is a murderer. You're accusing Jesus of things that he has not done but I can give you Barabbas who's done all these things but the people were so focused on Jesus that they did not even look at the guilty person, they wanted to crucify the innocent person. I say that to some of you all who are trying to vindicate yourself from something you did not do. Let me tell you something. When people are set against you, there's nothing you can do to change their mind. So they, he kept saying, Jesus has done nothing wrong. Let me give you Barabbas. And they said, but we don't want Barabbas, even though we know he's guilty. We want Jesus because we want Jesus to be silenced. Why did they want Jesus silenced? Because he was doing good things. Why did they want Jesus silenced? Because he was having too much power. Why did they want Jesus silenced? Because he was healing people that they wanted to stay sick why did they want to do away with Jesus because he was helping people he was clearing the air with people who they wanted to keep in judgment matter of fact I will give you a scripture here was a one woman who was caught in the very act of adultery caught in the act someone say caught she was caught, which meant that she was in pursuit, or they were in interaction. The kids are not here, so you can understand what I'm talking about. They were in interaction. No, they weren't playing spades. They were in, caught in the act of adultery. For those of you who don't know adultery, you need to go to Children's Church right now. But for those of you who do, they were caught in the act of adultery. They were doing things that they had no business doing, and they caught her. My question, AJ, is why were you watching? Way before OnlyFans had started. They were already watching. Free subscription. Caught in the act. Some of y'all too, church, you don't know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. You're like, fans, what? Caught in the very act of adultery, they bring the woman to Jesus. But my other question is, my other question that I have a problem with, Jason, is why did you bring the woman but left the man? How, how are you going to bring the woman? Where was the man? Where's Harpo? I mean, you brought the woman, called, but it took two. But at that time, they wanted to make sure that women were always the topic of where they should be in their place. So they brought the woman to expose her. And Jesus, instead of of doing what they wanted him to do, Jesus says, whoever is without sin, I want you to cast the first stone. Scripture says, from the oldest to the youngest, from the OG to the young thug, they started clearing the air. What happens is when you start thinking about your stuff you've done, and how you want to judge somebody else it'll make you keep your mouth shut jesus responded to the woman and he said where are your accusers and he said there be none and he says now go and sin no more now hear this jesus did not excuse her sin he said don't let it be, don't let yourself be in that same situation again so they wanted to do away with jesus because jesus would not get on their side Jesus didn't condemn people like they condemn people. So they want to do away with him and say, crucify. So finally, uh, finally it says that, the scripture says, as I just read to you, it says that he finally gave the people what they wanted. He says, y'all want Jesus, I'll give you Jesus. And he freed someone who was guilty. There's a lot of us who are walking around guilty of stuff that no one knows. This is heavy. Y'all wanna go back to anniversary Sunday? (laughs) I told you I ain't going back. So it says that they were—they released someone who was guilty and condemned someone who was innocent. Condemned Jesus. Set him for crucifixion. Set him to, uh, to be flogged. Scripture says over in some of the different, uh, different versions, Matthew and Mark, says that he was flogged. And they put a crown of thorns on his head. And they started to, uh, to mock him. And they put an inscription on him and and put a sash on him and they started to beat him and started to whip him. One version says that it was a cat of nine tails, which is to say that it was every time that they went to whip him, that there was a piece of flesh that would be attached to that. So when they pulled it back, a part of his flesh would come off. It was to the point that after they got through whipping him and after they got through flogging him, he was some versions say that he was almost unidentifiable between the blood and the sweat that was on him because he was beat so badly. A lot of us know the the wonderful smiling Jesus, but do you know the bloody Jesus? We know the Jesus who who looks like a lamb, but you do you know the Jesus who's been beat like a lion? Beat but said nothing flogged but never tried to vindicate himself be in public but said nothing to vindicate himself how do you handle being publicly humiliated Jesus did he said nothing scripture says over in Isaiah 53 it says it pleased the Lord to bruise him Pleased him, so now after he was beaten, after he was bloody, after he was weak from being beaten, all this stuff, and it says now they take him in the streets to carry a cross. They take him in the streets to carry a cross. I know some of y'all having a hard time with this message because you thought I was going to talk about this on Easter. So y'all thought we talk about the cross next Sunday. Well, you can't appreciate the cross if you don't know why the cross was there in the first place. So here he is, bloody. Here he is beaten and now they want to parade him in the streets. Now this is what's interesting and I don't want you to miss. They parade him, Lucian, in the same streets that they were in just a few weeks ago. Now Luke the 19th chapter, If those of you who don't know, this is where we come into Palm Sunday. In Luke the 19th chapter we find that Jesus was uh, telling his disciples, he says, he tells them, he says, I want you to go into the way and I want you to find a coat where on no one has sat when you find that coat I want you to loose it and let it go and if the owner asks you why you need it I want you to say the Lord has need of it the only reason the coat will be loose is because the Lord has need of it I want you to look at somebody and say the Lord needs me the Lord needs me the only reason I'm delivered is because the Lord needs me the only reason I'm still alive is because the Lord needs me the only reason I didn't die cause of COVID because the Lord needed me the only reason I survived and walked out of the car wreck, my car was crushed but I walked away unscathed is because the Lord needs me someone holler out the Lord needs me the Lord need and it's important because the owner was going to ask a question and say why are you losing them some people don't want you deliver some people like you broken some people like you scarred some people like you traumatized all your life but I want to tell you the Lord is set to loose you today someone say I'm loose the Lord is set to loose you you don't have to die tied up you don't have to die like that. So he said, loose them. It's not my, not my message. He said, loose them and let them go. And when he loosed them, it says, and then all of a sudden, they got them to Jesus, and they put you know, their coats on top of the, uh, the coat. They put their their, uh, their clothes on top of the coat, and they rode into the city. They rode into the city. Jesus sat on the coat, and it says they took off palm branches, and they took their clothes, and they laid them down the street, and they cried out, Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. All these people were crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, what is interesting is that the same parade they were celebrating him in one week, a few weeks later they were saying crucify in the same streets. That's why you can never hang your hat on people who applaud you one week. Because sometimes the same people who applaud you one week will be on another side of the street the next week saying they don't deserve the blessings that I was applauding them for one week. But you have to know yourself and say that no matter if you applaud or whether you say crucify, I'm still going to walk these streets. (laughs) Somebody say, I'm still going to walk. I'm still going to walk. Whether you celebrate me or whether you hate on me, I'm still going to walk these streets because I got an assignment. Jesus is now in these streets. Now Jesus is walking through with this parade going on of them saying crucify. Jesus is too weak. Jesus is really weak in this particular instance. And he's going through and barely seeing the road ahead of him because of blood and sweat and tears that he's carrying this through. And while he was going through the streets, it says that they reached over and compelled one man named Simon. They compelled one man named Simon. Someone say Simon they compelled one man named Simon I know I'm taking my time walking up to this text because some of you haven't read the Bible for the last 21 days so this is the most word you've heard so I'm trying to make sure you have something to scaring you for the next 21 days so it says that they compelled one named Simon someone say Simon they compelled Simon to come help Jesus well I start asking myself I said what was it about Simon that was able to provide roadside assistance to Jesus because if Jesus was needing help that means he was broke down the only reason somebody would be stepping in to help Jesus is because he was broke down in a road but couldn't go any further is there anybody in the room right now who would be honest and say I'm having a hard time moving forward I'm really at a point that if I don't get any help, I don't know how much far I can go. I'm really at a point that if I really told you the truth, I really don't know if you have time to hear what's really trying to break me down right now. I know you gotta praise, I know you gotta worship, I know y'all were saying King Jesus earlier and things changed, but there are some of you all who are singing and still broke down. And that's the church we don't talk about. We don't talk about the broke down church. The reason I came here today is because I was broke. Somebody else said, You broke. I ain't talking about money. I'm talking about I needed a refill. I came here because I needed Jesus. I didn't come here to front. I mean, I'm so happy to see you, but if you weren't here, I would still worship him. I mean, I'm so happy that you came today, but if you weren't here, I would still grab this microphone. I did it during COVID. I will preach to these cameras. I will preach behind, some, I will preach because I know that there's somebody on the other side of this camera who's so broke they can't pay attention. Who's saying the truth is, I can't even be, I, I, I don't even want to tell you what's really on my mind. So, Jesus was so broke down that he needed help. So, they compelled one named Simon. Now, it was interesting because when I think about Simon and when I looked up Simon and why Simon was important, what type of person it takes to provide roadside assistance, is that the word and the name Simon means to hear, to listen, and to obey. His name means to hear. To listen and to obey now why is that important because it says when they compelled him they seized him now we also understand that Simon was of Serena now where Cyrene he is close to Libya Libya now where's Libya he is in Africa what does that mean that he was an African for those of you who don't believe uh, that, that, that you believe that certain people in the Bible only looked a certain way he was an African someone say he was an African I know it's the first time you heard it but he was an African in the Bible from Libya but he came that what which means and I say this for those of you who all have been listening to this erroneous doctrine and teaching on TV on TV and YouTube and all this type of stuff which means that 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 the believers were already in Africa before they got captured as slaves that they were already believers in Africa he came from Africa to to participate in Passover Which means that the word had already spread abroad to Africa. They weren't waiting on somebody to get to Africa. They were already there. I wish I could understand. I wish I could explain this in a better way. So they came from Africa to participate in Passover. And when they came to participate in Passover, he got there and it says he was getting ready to go back to his country. He was getting ready to go back from where he came from. But it says his name compelled him to respond. His name compelled him to respond. His name meant to hear, to listen, and to obey. He heard that Jesus needed help. He heard the people talking about him. He heard the people making fun of him. And his name meant to hear, to listen, and to obey. And my question for many of you all today is what does your name mean? And are you responding to the name that is on your life? I know what they call you, but what did God call you? What is it that he says about you? He says that his name was to hear, to listen, and to obey. And it says that they called him. They called him forward. And when they called him forward, and I started thinking about that, I know his name meant to hear, to obey, and to listen. But for him to respond to this particular request, for him to carry the cross, and how is he going to be able to do that? And the first thing I thought about, in order for me to help somebody, Charlize, I have to be hospitable. Now I'm gonna tell you some words that are not too deep. Because I I fear, church, I mean it's Angie, I feel church, I fear church, that some of us are so deep that we are not, we are not able to help anybody. Some of us are so deep that we are no earthly good. I mean, I know you know the deep things of God. I know you know Hebrew, and I know you know Greek, and I know you know Aramaic and I know all this stuff, but do you know how to be hospitable? The word hospitable means to be friendly and welcoming to strangers, which means he might not have known Jesus, but he knew Jesus needed help. Do we only help people that we know? I'm having a hard time preaching to this Episcopalian assembly. Are we only helping people that we like? Do we only help people that we're kin to? Or do we only help people that help us? Because some of us do a thing to get a thing. Oh, you don't You don't want y'all, yo, I'd give you a word. Oh, oh So I cash shaft you, and then I reminded you that I cash you later on when I need something. Or I cooked you dinner, and I reminded you I cooked on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when you going to cook. Oh, it got quiet in the Lord's church. Anytime, you want a word for it? 1 Corinthians 13, chapter, the version we read every wedding. Love keeps no record of wrong. So if love keeps no record, why do we? Hospitable. This is really a wonderful message today. I'm going to cash out my own self because it do not look like y'all going to. It says he was hospitable, which means that he was friendly and welcoming. And I'm going to tell you that as far as this church is concerned. There are many things that, that people might not say about Growth Point. But one thing I want to make sure that they did say is that it was a friendly place for everybody. I wanted anybody to come in here smelling like whatever, dressing like whatever, looking like whatever. To come in here and say this is one place that people, I felt welcome. That when they came there, they wanted to see me and they had never even met me. Because there's nothing like needing a safe place and getting to the safe place and you don't feel safe. There is nothing like needing a church home, but when you get to church, you don't feel welcome in a home that's called church. I never knew what it was to have church hurt until I experienced it myself. And I said to myself, I never want anybody to have a place that they can't come home to hospitable to everybody and to anybody. So he was hospitable. Someone say hospitable. Romans 12 chapter verse 13 through 16 says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. hospitality. Practice it. Someone say practice it. What that means is some of y'all need to practice smiling. As a matter of fact, let's just do it right now. I know some of y'all got, you know, got, you know some of you don't have all of them. then then some of you got some that you bought but can you just look around the room right now just practice a smile I know some of y'all like Wednesday on the Addams Family you like but everybody just practice a smile just smile at somebody smile what it means is you have to practice grace practice hospitality practice being good to people and not wanting anything back practice that so verse 14 says bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn live in harmony with one another do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position do not be conceited. Woo! where did the church i just wanted somebody just run around the church don't be conceited don't be conceited don't be conceited meaning don't think too highly of yourself think highly of yourself but don't think too highly of yourself like handle and be able to be around people who can do nothing for you. Hospitable. That's what Simon was. He was a hospitable person. Then I think of Simon not only being a hospitable person, but I also think that when he saw Jesus, he was also empathetic. He was not only hospitable, meaning someone that was able to aid, but he was also empathetic. Someone say empathetic. Empathetic means uh, that I'm able to get in it with you. It's one thing for me to have sympathy for you. That means I heard something that affected you. I heard something that was going on in your life. Now, sympathy, I said, oh, isn't that sad? Oh, that's bad. Oh, I'm praying for him. Oh, I, I can't stand. I hate to hear that. Oh, I hate that. oh, man, I hate that that happened to them. So I am I'm, I'm removed myself from it because I have sympathy. So I'm just saying, oh, I'm going to pray about that. And a lot of us say we're going to pray for stuff that we never pray for. A lot of us put comments on people's Facebook and we say we're praying for them and we've forgotten about it as soon as we said it. That's sympathy, to be able to say something and then remove yourself from it. I can't find ministers that are lining up to preach in the nursing home. I cannot find ministers who will wanna sign up to go to the prison. I mean, seven years, ain't nobody come to me yet and said I wanna start a prison ministry not one minister everybody wants to preach on sunday but ain't nobody said i'm getting certified to go to prison don't y'all get quiet because of me thing i'm thinking talking about you nobody has said i want to be an evangelistic and i want to get a tent for growth point and i want to go over to the north side, and i want to preach to everybody who might not ever come to growth point and i want to preach and i don't want to offer it i just want to preach to the hood because i came from the hood and i know how to talk to the hood but everybody wants to preach on the stage and have a picture so we can put it on YouTube. Everybody wants to sing on Sunday when there's an audience and a crowd, but I can't get the same people to sing to the orphans and to the foster kids. Can't get the same ones to go down there for Christmas and, and ring the bell for Salvation Army. But everybody wants to ring the bell, ring the bell on Sundays. But everyone who is strong has an obligation. Someone said obligation. What that means is lights don't encourage lights. Some of y'all social media, you think I say L-I-K-E-S. Lights. I'm not talking about likes. L I G H T. Lights. What I mean is, the Bible says we are the light of the world. So if you're the light, of right, give me shout music. Give me a shout music. I need it. i just, saying. No, I'm just, saying. I'm just saying. All right, but i remember keep it. Keep it going. But I keep going. No, keep playing. In the Pentecostal church, what I, I love and what I miss is when Guillaume's going through. I'm over here shouting, getting my own breakthrough, shouting, 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 and I'm seeing he's not pressing in. One thing we would do, we would not leave Guillaume like that. We would go over to Guillaume, grab his hand, we'd be like, come on, come on. And a lot of times, he might not shout, but we kept on pulling you
1: until you finally got your breakthrough. And I want to ask you, when is the last time you pulled
0: somebody else other than yourself? I mean that, that, that you grab somebody else's hand and say, oh no, we're going to get this breakthrough together. I ain't going to be the only one that gets a breakthrough. That's what I miss. Keep playing it again. I need it again. I felt that in my soul. Come on, one more time. I mean, I'm just saying. I want you to do me a favor. Let's practice it real quick. Let, keep that going. I want to practice it real quick. I want you to grab somebody's hand right now. Just grab somebody's hand. I mean, only people that you've been quarantined with. Don't grab nobody. If you don't want to touch them, don't touch them. Sanitize your hands, whatever you got to do. But what I want you to do for the next 20 seconds, those of you at home, I want you to do the same thing. I know it's strange that we're doing a praise break in the middle, but what I'm saying is some of y'all need somebody to help you get your breakthrough. You can't get it on yourself, so you need somebody to grab hands with you and say, baby, I ain't gonna let you go until you get what you need. I ain't gonna let you know, I ain't gonna let you go until you get the healing you need. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? One, two, one two
1: three come on grab them come on just start dancing come on come on now this is old school church come on this is old school church come on i mean i mean shop come on come on
0: hold on hold on let me let me let me clear this up real quick because i I don't feel i don't want to let that go i don't want to let that go i feel something stronger than. listen I want to explain something to you. Shouting is not about your feet. Let me tell you something. Sometimes that breakthrough will hit you and you can't even shout. But you'll start crying Tears will start
1: streaming down your face What I'm saying is I want you to agree with somebody To say baby I'm going through something right now And I need you to help me I need you to get in this situation with me I want you to pray like it's in your own son Pray like it's your own daughter Pray like it's your own mind So for the next few moments I want you to shout and intercede Pull somebody And say I'm going to pull you out of this We're going to come out of this thing together We're going to get over this thing together Come on I mean, I mean my whole house, 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 I mean my whole community, <laughs> I mean everybody, 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 kneel <laughs> and break food. how about I say to pray for you. I've got an obligation to cover you. I've got an obligation to pull you out. I've got an obligation to cover you. I've got an obligation Everything's gotta come
0: out Na 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 nah, shya Alright sit down if you can I feel something break I felt something break I felt something break I Feel something break You can sit down if 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 you can I want you to do me a favor while you're sitting down Tell somebody, I didn't even sit down the same way I stood up. I stood up,
1: broke down, but I'm sitting back down healed. I stood up, burdened, but I'm sitting down with that thing. Someone said, i got a breakthrough.
0: All right. All right. All right. I know that was different. Type of church where there's a man just in the middle of the aisle can't even let it go, can't even let it
1: shift. You don't even know his whole family is attached to them, his whole children is attached to them. I'm talking about the type of work through that you can't let go, the type of worship you can't stop. Where you said forget about your sermon, forget about your points. I gotta give glory. I gotta give them glory. Jesus, I need him. I need him. I gotta have strength. But every time I try to let it go, somebody starts shouting again. Somebody starts shouting again. I, I, every time I try to stop. That's real work too. I mean, I'm not gonna stop again. Jacob said I ain't gonna let you go until you bless me. Jacob said, I ain't going to stop until you bless me. Is there anybody who's going to say, I can't stop until this comes off of me. I can't stop until I get what I need. If that's you, give him the best praise you can give him.
0: that's the type of church that's not self absorbed but it's to say brother if you're going through I'm going to pray for you. Sister as long as you're going through I'm going to be right here with you we need that type of church to say you ain't in this by yourself. You're not going through by yourself. Your breakthrough is my breakthrough. Your family is my family. I'm here for you I'm here for you I felt something sweep over the whole room Something to sweep over the whole room whoo Jesus that that was not where I intended to go that was not where I intended to go all right <laughs> all right I'm gonna stop everybody stand to your feet everybody stand to your feet I'm gonna stop I did not intend to I didn't that's not what I meant won't God give you what you need some of you are like well, you didn't even finish the word maybe your word was you got an obligation I mean I mean my obligation is to stand in the gap for you I mean I love Jesus but I don't love Jesus at the expense of ignoring you <laughs> I just don't like I thank God I got healed but when you're sick I'm covering you like My program is not more important than your purpose. It just can't be. Jesus is still the best thing that ever happened to me. I tell you. I mean, Angie, take me back to that church where we start saying God can do anything but fail. When you look at somebody and say, hold on brother, hold on sister, be strong my brother, be strong my sister. You better hold on. I've seen I've seen too many miracles for me to doubt him now. He's done too much for me for me to doubt him now. I know, I know it feels like it's going to be the end of you, but this ain't going to be the end of you. Trouble don't last always. It, it, don't, it, it
1: ain't going to stay like this. Where is that type of church where you grab somebody's hand and say, Sister, let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. God can hear you. Where is that church that starts lifting your hand and saying, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Father, I stretch my hands to so thee. You know the help I know. If you withdraw yourself from me, oh where's that church? God, God, I need you. You are the source of my strength. You are the strength of my life. I lift my
0: hands in total praise. Right now you that church. Looks at you and say i got an obligation to make sure you okay you can't commit suicide as long as i know you you can't i won't let you i'll blow your phone up i'll keep calling you I'll, I'll get on your nerves before i let you get on pills i'll take every knife out of your house if it means you can't cut yourself i'll grab your children and i'll watch them myself if that means you got peace tonight I'm gonna sit with you. That's my obligation to carry your cross. That's my obligation. And this is what what, what I love, CJ. It wasn't even his cross. It wasn't his cross, it wasn't his burden to bear. But God will give you what you need when you don't know you need it. And this is what I love. I mean, I had a little acronym, it was a little cute thing I had. He was hospitable he was empathetic but he was a leader and i said why is he a leader because scripture says later on that he was one version says he was the father of rufus and alexander and i said well, that doesn't mean he was a leader well over in acts 16 chapter verse 33 it says paul says greet rufus who was chosen in the lord and i said caesar rufus i mean what do you?" so rufus was a child of simon rufus would not have known he could be chosen in the lord had his daddy not helped the Lord. You are helping people you don't even know who's watching you. Your generations and families are coming after you that will be blessed by you. Last thing is that Simon was okay with just promoting Jesus and not being Jesus. It says he carried the cross behind Jesus Which meant he promoted Jesus, meaning whatever it takes for me to make sure you move forward, I'm going to do it. I won't let you stop because you getting there is going to affect me. And I'm telling you, church, I don't know who was here today. I don't know who that message was for. I don't know why we even went that way that we went. I feel like there are some of you who needed to just know that God will send you a Simon when you need one. And for those of you who are not in need of assignment, be assignment. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.